on this beautiful Pentecost day. All right, any kiddos, come on up here and join in, you guys. All right, you guys, so what are we celebrating this weekend? Memorial Day, that's right. And do you guys know what Memorial Day is all about? Celebrating the Army, okay, good. Tomorrow, Memorial Day, is when we as a nation remember all of those who have fought for our country, whether they've passed away or they're active military or whether they are no longer serving but are here with us. So we remember all of those who fought for our country and our freedom. Do you think it's a day about like barbecuing and going out on the lake and that's why we celebrate? No, (laughs) you're right, exactly. We have two different flags here at church. We have this flag. Do you guys know what flag that is? The American flag, right? And then we have that flag in the corner. Do you guys know what that one is? The Christian flag. Very good. And I brought a picture of it so you guys can see it a little bit better um, when it's actually all the way out. So we have our American flag and we have our Christian flag. What do you guys notice is the same thing about these flags? They do have the same colors. You're right. In the United States flag, the American flag, the red stands for valor and hardness. And the Christian flag, the red on there, stands for blood. Now, the blue on the United States flag stands for justice. And the blue on the Christian flag right there, that stands for faithfulness, truth, and sincerity. Now, the white on both flags stands for purity, but on the Christian flag, it also stands for peace. Now, you notice the U.S. flag, how many stripes are on there? Thirteen. And do you know why? Not our states, but good, good, good guess. Not the countries. The colonies. Very good. Our 13 original colonies. Now, there are 50 stars on that flag. And do you know what the stars are for? Bill, the states. You got it. All of the states that we have here in the U.S. Okay, now on the Christian flag, there's a cross. Why do you think there's a cross? Yes. Okay, it stands for the church. Something really specific about that. Do you guys know? Yeah, Jesus died on a cross for us. All right, so they are very similar. But let me tell you what's kind of cool. This flag, where is this flown? In America, right? This is, we pledge to it here in America. We make promises to this flag here in America. Where do you think this flag flies? Where do you think? Just in the United States? Everywhere, the whole wide world, which is so cool. So there's people in all different countries that are pledging to this flag, celebrating this flag. We're going to talk about Memorial Day. And when we look at this flag on Memorial Day, It helps us to remember all of the soldiers that died fighting for our freedom here in the United States, right? Now, when we look at this flag, what do you think we should remember? Yeah, and Jesus dying on the cross for our freedom. So we celebrate freedom with both of them just a little bit differently. Jesus died for our freedom from sin and so that we won't go to hell, right? That we'll go to heaven for eternal life. Pretty cool, huh? So this weekend, I challenge you guys to take some time to remember all of those that have given their lives for us. One other thing that I want to do, instead of a repeat after me prayer today, we are going to do a repeat after me with the Christian pledge. You guys all know the Pledge of Allegiance because you say that at school every morning, right? 
Okay, well, did you know that there is a Christian pledge? What I want you guys to do is go ahead and you guys stand up and you're going to put your hand over your heart and you're going to look at the Christian flag and you're going to do a repeat after me. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One brotherhood uniting all mankind in service and love. Happy Memorial Day. Our gospel reading is from John 20, 19 through 23. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The word of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This weekend we celebrate Pentecost on the church calendar. So I wanted to give you just a brief historical history of what the meaning is and the significance to our faith. Pentecost, as documented in Acts, is a celebration of the receiving of the Holy Spirit by the early church. John the Baptist prophesied the first Pentecost when he said Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit in Matthew 3. Jesus confirmed this prophecy with the promise of the Holy Spirit to his disciples in John 14. Jesus told them to wait in Jerusalem for the gift of the Holy Spirit. On that day, they were given the power of communication and the power to boldly proclaim the gospel and witness to Jesus, which was done in Peter's sermon in Acts 2. This was the beginning of the church as we know it today. We are then to believe that the Holy Spirit was also given to us and lives in us today. Pentecost is significant in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Did you know that Moses, when he received the law, that was the same day that Pentecost was celebrated? The word Pentecost means 50 days, and it refers to the number of days that have passed since Passover. So Pentecost links the beginning of the Holy Spirit's work in the church with the conclusion of Christ's ministry on earth. When the wind is mentioned in the Bible, it symbolizes the Holy Spirit's presence. It means the giving of spiritual life. And we all know the wind was present on Pentecost. The fire shown on the disciples' heads is symbolized as God's presence, his truth, and his holiness, and he wants that kind of fire to be in our hearts. But getting back to New Testament times, the people at that time were hungry. They were tired and wanted something better 
than the Old Testament laws and rules and regulations and rituals that ruled their life every day. They were hungry for something new, and Jesus was the one that fulfilled that by giving the Holy Spirit. He made the Holy Spirit available to 3,000 people that day, all new believers. And they had new choices to make for themselves and their new church that day. A church that would be persecuted, criticized, rejected, just like Jesus was. But the church stood strong. The choices those people made that day made the church strong. They no longer had to fear death because Jesus was resurrected. And they now knew that eternal life was available to them all. What was the catalyst that held that early church together to make it a success even today? What do you think? It's the unity of us believers who remain focused on Jesus as our Savior and as our hope. This is the same choice that we can make for ourselves today as they did back then. It is the most important decision you can make about your life for now and for eternity. Our challenge, like those people 2,000 years ago, is to keep focused on Jesus, no matter what your circumstances or what's going on around you. Sadly to say, we will all die, or the world will end before that happens. Make sure you have made that right choice. Can you see yourself standing among those people on the first Pentecost, hearing Peter proclaiming Jesus as Savior and their hope, Peter giving his first sermon. Peter at that time gave a, the people a choice, and the people resounded with a loud yes. When Jesus cried out from the cross, it is finished, he was giving us the opportunity and the choice to freely approach him and God's throne. We can make that choice to live for him and let the Holy Spirit work in us. How many choices do you think you make every day? Huh, a lot, right? A lot of them you don't even think about. Should I move? Should I change jobs? What's for dinner? What's on TV? Am I marrying the right person? Are you a person who can decide on choices easily? Or are you the kind of person that usually has to delay? I have to think about it. I'll think about it tomorrow. So I ask you now, what do you think is the most important choice you can make in your life. We will face trials of all kinds. The difference is our choice in how we respond. The circumstances are usually 10% and our response is usually 90%.
the best choice you can make is putting your love and your trust in Jesus. In the face of those trials, choose to trust God's promise that he will be with you forever. Say to him in a small prayer, Lord, let us, let us have your mercy as we put our trust in you. The choice is to be strong in faith and in trials that rests in your confidence that Jesus is always with you and he's always for you. The Bible tells us with God all things are possible. But you may say to yourself, I just can't do this on my own. Even though you may not understand God's will for you, know that God is holding your hand. He's here with all of us today, and you may not feel it, but he's holding your right hand. Jesus was a human, and he made choices too. Remember Jesus in Gethsemane, the choices that he made to follow his Father's will. Make the choice to follow God's will yourself. God's will, God is trying to tell you something. Are you listening? This is the time for you to surrender your choices to Jesus, to know what your priorities are. Matthew 10 says, And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. There may be someone here today who still has not made the choice to follow Jesus. God brought him here for a reason today, if that's so. But I am sure that all of you or most of you are at least a child of God. As Christians, we all have options, don't we? We can select the lifestyle we want, pick and choose our beliefs, and possibly leave our options open till something better comes along. Remember that Moses brought the law, but Jesus focused on our priorities. And in the Sermon on the Mount, he limited those priorities to the narrow and the broad road. He calls for a decision. He calls for a simple yes or no. And these are the two paths that we must choose. What did he say? He said, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. There's another choice. Which choice do you make? It takes courage for us to step forward, to make the right decisions. Jesus told us, don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here. Be courageous. Build that house on solid rock. Once you have made your choice to trust and believe in Jesus, your work actually begins. Yes, we have work to do. But this work is never a burden. It should be joyful and loving service that is sustained by knowing that Jesus rose on the third day and that he will return to us to take us to heaven. Ask Jesus to show you what kind of work he wants you to do, 
again, it's your choice. Of course, he will never, we will never fully comprehend God, but we can learn about him from his word. We can understand and know God better the longer we walk with him and make the choice to be faithful. God created each one of you with the amazing ability to make choices, and every good choice that we make honors God. This is our ultimate choice in life, the path we choose to eternal life with our Savior. He is knocking at the door. He's standing at the door and waiting for you to open it. Let him in. What you decide now will be completed in your future, but you know that you receive eternal life the moment that you decide to do so. Folks, it's simple. The choice to be made is to follow Jesus or not. Jesus is holding his hand out to you today. Will you take it? So last question. You ask, why did he choose me? God makes choices too. He made the plan for each of us in the world. Ephesians 1.4 says, God chose us in him before the creation of the world. Why did, Jesus, or why did God choose you? He chose you to de demonstrate his character, his love, his grace, his faithfulness, his forgiveness. He chose you that you may know him and love him in return. He chose you because of his love, because he's gracious, he's merciful, and he has a glorious, glorious plan for each one of you. God's plan for you is that you should receive the gift of eternal life of his son. The key word there is receive. Make the right choice now. And I want you to hear me right now. If you feel that you have made that right choice to be with Jesus, I want you to stand up right now, all of you. Stand up and say, I have made the right choice. As we pray together the Apostles' Creed, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He ascended into hell. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Go forth from this place refreshed and empowered to do the ministry to which God calls you. Travel lightly, for you carry within you all that you need. Notice God's presence in simple, everyday experiences. Whenever opportunity arises, labor for the good of all, and the blessing and the joy of God, our creator, healer, and life giver, go with you today and always. Amen. Go in peace, tell what God has done, and thanks, thanks be to God. God.